0: Hello, everybody. God bless you. And welcome to this Wednesday service on this fine October 7th in 2020. It's great to be with you tonight, virtually, though it may be. Um, Brother Barry asked me to speak tonight um, as he was traveling. So i um, thankful for the opportunity and uh, it's good to be with you. hope you're doing okay. hope you're having a good week. Um, the world seems like it's uh, uh, getting crazier and crazier, but uh, I think, um, I think the Lord is just getting better and better. So there, I think it's, uh, I think, it, I don't think it, it will ever stop getting crazier, but, uh, I hope you're having a good week. I hope you're doing okay. And I hope you're staying strong in the Lord. Um, it's trying times for a lot of different people, whether or not you've, uh, faced sickness or uh, job loss or whatever it may be. But, um, uh, i pray that you're standing strong in the lord if you would let's uh let's just pray together before we start uh, the service and uh and talk to the lord heavenly father lord we come before you together as uh, the, the needy people lord we need you more now than we ever have before i think and i don't think we can continue on without you holding our hands and so lord we ask that you would just guide us guide our footsteps lord may we be heading in the direction that you want us to head and lord these few moments that we've gathered together tonight virtually i pray that you'd be with us And i pray that you have your way that you'd speak through us lord and if there be anything that would hinder the moving of your presence now here or wherever uh, the people viewing are i pray that you would remove it out of the way i just pray that you'd have the freedom to speak to our hearts and our minds and bring them both under subjection to the word of God. That's what we pray and that's what we ask for. We commit this time in your hands. In your name do we pray, amen and amen. Well, again, it's good to be with you. And um, let's let's get in the word I wanted to say also before I started that uh, for all of those who are sick or recovering um, with the virus or otherwise, uh, I just wanted to say, we're praying for you. Sister Sarah and I are praying for and we're, we're thinking about you. I have many, uh, many friends and colleagues who are um, um, sick with uh, the uh, coronavirus and, and things like that. So we want to keep uh, keep everybody in, in prayer and lift one another up. Um, so I just wanted to say that. I also wanted to say uh, to those who are uh, perhaps dealing with the loss of Sister Sarah, um, Carol Henley, if you knew her, uh, I think we're all those who knew her are, are dealing with that loss this week. Um, she was a very special lady and um, she was uh, what I would call a straight shooter. And I think um, heaven is better for having her uh, this week. And um, we who are, as the scripture says, are alive and remain, we'll miss her. But um, we look forward to seeing her and I don't think it'll be very long before we see her again. Um, or uh, um, our, our loved ones that have gone on. She, um, she had a very special place in her heart. So just wanted to say, um, say that about Sister Carol. I'm going to miss her very much. Well, if you would, let's turn our attention to uh, the Word tonight. And what I want to do is talk about something that has been on my heart uh, just uh, over the past um, couple months, actually. And I've just been studying and, and getting into it. Uh, And that's on the subject of order, uh, most likely relating to or or, um, obviously relating to church order. But what I've found in getting into church order is that it goes a lot deeper than that. It goes into um, the the person. It goes into the heart. And uh, I believe that church order starts at home. And I think we can even take it further. And I believe it it starts within you. Uh, So I just wanted to share my findings with you that I, I, I've been studying on and just treat this as a Bible study, um, uh, says everybody, and then they start preaching, but I, I do intend to keep this as a Bible study, so we'll do our best. Um, if you would, turn with me to 1 Corinthians 14, 33, and I've got it on the, uh, on the PowerPoint here if you wanna read along with me. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 14, starting at verse 32. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. Let your women keep silence in the churches, for it is not permitted unto them to speak, but they are commanded to be under obedience, as also saith the law. And if they will learn anything, let them ask their husbands at home, for it is a shame for a woman to speak in the church. What? "...came the word of God out from you, or came it unto you only. And if a man think of himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that I write unto you are the commandments of the Lord. But if any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. Wherefore, brethren, covet prophecy, and forbid not to speak with tongues. Let all things be done decently and in order." Now this word in verse 33, um, confusion, God is not the author of confusion. In the Greek, it can mean um, uh, disturbance, uh, disunion, um, disorder. And God is not the author of confusion or disorder. He is the author of peace and in all the churches of the saints. So regardless of where, where it is, regardless of where you are, regardless of what church, God is the author of order and peace, not of disorder. Um, He authors or creates peace. In Isaiah uh, 9, 6, it says that uh, his name shall be called the Prince of Peace. And so I think that it's it's paramount for us to understand that God is not the author uh, of confusion. And that word, it means a disorder. God does not intend that he intends for, thing to, for things to be um, working according to his perfect will and in order. Um, and I, I believe it goes deeper than just the church assembly. I mean, he's, he's talking about in the spirits, the prophets are subject to the prophets. Um, and then he's talking about uh, how women should behave in the, in the sanctuary, um, how uh, 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 you know, speaking in tongues should not be forbidden. And he, he's talking about in 1 Corinthians 14, he's talking about church order and different things. Um, And then he he says very clearly, let all things that are done, let them be done decently and in order for God is not the author of confusion, but for peace. And I believe that many times disorder happens and can exist in the home and in your personal life and beyond what happens in the bounds of the church building Um, and how uh, a home is kept and marriage is kept in order, how the home uh, dynamic is kept in order. And how your personal life is kept in order um, and in decency and things like that is very important to God. And I believe many times, um, it, it being having a disorder or allowing a disorder to remain within your personal life or within the home life can oftentimes result um, in uh, inappropriate behavior, or wrong behavior, or out of order behavior in um, uh, in the church. So I believe one can lead to the other. So one uh, one aspect of being out of order out of order in one area of your life can throw other areas in, in disunion or disorder. And so I believe it goes much much deeper than that. Uh, but if you look at it from the very um, beginning of time, uh, uh, God set um, we can see that God that in the act of creating the world, uh, if we take it all the way back to the beginning, There was that act of uh, creativity that resulted in the creation Um, and the common denominator denominator between that uh, creativity and those acts of creativity that resulted in his creation was order. Everything was in its place, every seed brought forth of its kind, Um, uh, uh, everything was abiding in its place, Uh, the stars were working in harmony and even down to the human body. Uh, Brother Bantam, he was talking about in 1963, um, what should I do with this Jesus called Christ? He was talking about Einstein, and he said, the, the great scientist um, who's called the brain of all time, and he begins to talk about, um, you know, the billions of stars and the different things like that. And then in paragraph uh, 69, um, uh, he's talking about scientists that, and he said, they they came to something that stumped them, and they, after going out there and coming back, would actually take you three um, uh, three million years to make the trip, 300 million years, 300 million years to make the trip. And when you come back to the earth, actually you've only been gone 50 years, you break into eternity and there's no end to it. And then he says this, he says, and think of that, think, and to think that the God who made all of that and set it in order and spoke it come down and was made flesh among us and to redeem us. And you think about the, the, the magnitude of the world and the stars and the nature and how it plays a part and all of that order that is there. And you think that, that, that the God of creation who set all of those things in order also came down to put you in order through the cross. So through the act of redemption, he, he placed you back into the order that he intended you to be at, that was lost as a result of, of um, uh, the fall. And I just think that's so amazing. And I think um, uh, what can happen as well is, is God in his sovereignty sets such, such the universe in such order. But what we can often do is look around at ourselves and we look around at the world, especially right now, we look at um, the world in uh, with coronavirus, we look at all of these different things and we think, how could such disorder come from order? So the order that God set how could such a disorder that we have now come from that? How could you have the crime that you have when God set everything in the order that it was? And we realize that there's by no other means than Satan himself. So e- evil was, was a result of nothing other than, than Satan causing disorder out of that which God had set in order. He allowed it to happen in order to show himself a redeemer, in order to show himself a father, um, in order to show himself uh, a, a setter in order. Um, he allowed all these things to happen, but he, is, he himself, God, is not the author of confusion. He is the author of order. So he's the creator of order as a result of his act of creativity and the creation that resulted from it, which was in order that Satan then caused disorder from. We can see that God is, is, is intently um, focused on creating order and therefore wants you and me in order. So that's something that I think we really need to take note of no, in the scripture. Now, if you go back, um, if we go back to the scripture, uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 33, we see that God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. And I think that's one thing um, that uh, is so reassuring about this scripture is the purpose or the act of creation was with the intention of peace. So he, he didn't create it um, uh, to be out of order. He created it with the intention of peace. So the purpose of uh, for and of order is a means for securing or providing peace. And I think that's so wonderful, is that God intended all of this to happen so that we could be in perfect peace. And an example, um, if just to keep it uh, consistent with what I just said about church order being a little bit more than just being um, order in the church, but it comes back all the way to the individual and the personal life of the individual. You look at a home that is out of order, um, uh, uh, physically, not in, this, in the spiritual sense, but you look at a home where all the toys are everywhere, all the pillowcases are uh, all over the place, the, the couch isn't properly fluffed, and the candle isn't lit, and all of these different things, and you've got stuff everywhere, it can cause, it causes confusion. It causes uh, a, a disunion, even in yourself. So the very atmosphere that's around you can cause you to feel like things are extremely out of order. And then once you take that, and you put it back into order, and you put the, the pillowcases where they need to be, and you put you light the candle, it's been on for two hours, and you have everything clean and, and everything in its place, you feel at ease. It relieves, it relieves the frustration, it relieves the tension. And I think it's, an exact, it's exactly the same way in the scripture. God is a setter in order. And He prov- the, the, the very act of putting things in order or creating things with the intention of order is, is a means of providing and securing peace. And so to be in order is to secure peace for his people to provide, um, uh, to, to set in order is to provide peace for his people. So therefore, it's, I think it's something that's, that, that we really need to take note of. Um, so there's an order that, that God has set and it's supposed to be, uh, and, you, and you look at God's pattern from the very beginning. Um, Brother Banham says in the COD book, he says, now I believe that you are saved by accepting Jesus Christ and water baptism is an outward expression to show that something inwardly ha- has happened because water has no virtue, it's just a symbol. You say, well, then why do you recall the people? Uh, why do you recall the people to be rebaptized? Is because I'm following the pattern of the beginning. We can't lose the blueprint. So God also has a blueprint for order, and that is the, the Scripture. So He lays out the order that He wants things to be in, including the apostolic order, which is what the prophet of Malachi four in uh, Revelation 10, 7, restores us back to. So the very act of restoration in the Laodicean age is to restore back to an apostolic order, but also an apostolic faith, um, and that is the blueprint that was set there by the first church. So that, that which God intended Christ to produce in the first church um, the, the, uh, before the second coming of Christ as, the, as um, Brother Branham was prophesied to do in his ministry in Malachi 4 and Revelation 10-7, it is also to bring us back in order into an apostolic order. So therefore you can see that that, that uh, translates into that. Now, um, you can't lose the blueprint, but I think also if you, if you even look at the transitions from God, so God's uh, transition from Goshen to Canaan— God never never uh, uh, relinquished his order. There was a specific way that God wanted things to to happen in a specific way that he wanted them to be in place. And so he uh, even from the, the transition from the law to grace. So from the the, dis, the changing of dispensations, God intended there to be order and that order was never lost as a result from going from the law to the dispensation of grace. And so he he keeps that blueprint and his blueprint is his word and what he says. Um, that's an extremely important thing for us to understand. If you look at Colossians 2, um, Paul, he said, though I be absent in flesh, yet I am with you in spirit, joying and beholding in your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Then it says in Titus 1.5, and he's writing to, uh, to Titus, to Titus, my own son, after the common faith, grace, mercy, peace and God, the Father of our Lord, Jesus Christ, our Savior, for this cause I left thee in Crete, that thou should have set in order the things that are wanting. So Paul was extremely concerned about the physical order of the church and that apostolic order that, that was to be in place. And um, when it was out of order, he called it out, especially with the church at Corinth, within first and second Timothy. In first and second Timothy, Paul is dealing with a young pastor and he's saying, listen, things are gonna get crazy, This is how they're going to go. This is how you set them back in order. This is what you must do. From these guys, turn away. These guys have said that Hymenius and uh, I think it's Hymenius and Philetus, I'm not sure, um, in that that, uh, scripture reference, he says uh, they have uh, erred in that they have said that the resurrection is already passed. And he said that's wrong, turn away from it. So he's setting, uh, he's helping Timothy discern things and discerning is an act of the Holy Ghost. He's helping him discern him uh, discern those things, call what is right, what is wrong, and say, from this, turn away. And so he's helping Timothy set in order in a very physical way. So we understand that there is a physical setting in order of the church according to an apostolic order. But it also goes down much further in that Paul was glorying in that, enjoying in that order and saying this, this is in order. This is pleasing to God. And when it is in order, it is a place where the Holy Ghost can dwell and uh, 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 you know, affect the people in that space. In uh, 1956, Brother Bantam, he says now, know, bo- know this boy as soon as he was born into a tiny baby, he's talking about Galatians chapter 4 and uh, the adoption of sons, and he says he was a son, but he had a tutor over him, just as the Holy Ghost is a tutor in Galatians. And this tutor educated him and raised him, and you know in the Bible in Ephesians in different places in Galatians, how Paul speaks of it, now this tutor kept the word to uh, to the Father, how the Son was progressing. And that's what the Holy Spirit is doing today in the Church, is uh, that's why the Church should be in order. The Holy Spirit's taking the Word back and forth. He's the Razor. He's the tutor, He's the Church to, uh, of the Church, the child or the individual, and when it's born into the Kingdom of God. So why the Church should be in order, not just as a physical order in the Church, but also as the individual, is so that the Holy Ghost can have His way and move back and forth and actually do the, the, the work of, of tutelage with his people. That's, that's what he's trying to do. So the placing of sons, the placing of gifts then, as Paul is talking about in First Corinthians chapter 14, is the very act of the Holy Ghost placing and setting in order that which is to be in order so that his people can come fully into uh, the life of Christ that God has for them as Holy Ghost-filled believers a very important aspect that we, that we have to kind of keep in, keep in mind. So, the reason for order is God bringing us into position um, and, and, and placing us where he wants to. So, uh, the process of being brought into order is, 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 is a work of the Holy Ghost. Being brought into order is a work of the Holy Ghost. It's not something necessarily that you do alone. It's an act of God placing his people where he wants them to be so that his will is accomplished. So, when we say about church order, Um, Church order, I I believe it goes much deeper than just, you know, the deacon in the church, um, you know, asking uh, someone to be quiet before the service or asking that a child, you know, uh, be kept a little bit uh, under the reins or something like that. I believe it goes much deeper. It goes all the way back to the very individual and their personal life with Christ, because if that is out of order, if that is out of order and in disunion, uh, God is not the author of disunion. So if, you're, uh, if that struggle is there in the home or in the personal life, it will translate into uh, uh, the, uh, uh, to the assembly as a whole. As uh, Brother Bam said many times, he said, if one person is out of line, he said it can throw the whole congregation out of, in disunity. So I think uh, the, one of the most important aspects of getting something out of a church service is making sure that you come with a good attitude. Um, you know, I, I think life is too short to, to walk into a church building regardless of who preach, who is preaching with a bad attitude and not expect to get anything out of it. I believe that God can speak from a cigarette carton. I think he can preach uh, to you from a minister regardless of who he is. And I think in order for us to get things out of church, you need to come with an expectation and actually ex- expect to get something from God. Regardless of how simple the person is, or how much you like them, or how much you dislike them, uh, the Holy Ghost is setting things in order. He's he's placing people where they need to be for the eventual fulfillment of his word. And the Lord uh, um, uh, interprets his word by bringing it to pass. So in order for him to bring it to pass, he's going to have vessels to work through. So therefore, I think the paramount thing about becoming in order is to first align ourselves personally and at home, and then you'll see the assembly beginning, uh, beginning to come into order, perfect order. So I think that's something that, that uh, it, well, I don't think I know that that's something that we, that needs to uh, really strike home. Uh, and now taking that down into, you know, the personal, um, the personal life, it being out of order. So the consequence of being out of order is that anything that is out of order with God and His Word will fail. So you're basically, you're pointing yourself in that disorder towards failure. As he said, now David, knowed better than that, Nathan was in the land that day and he wasn't even consulted at all, so he consulted captains of hundreds of thousands, and all the people shouted and screamed and danced and said they had all religious motion, but it wasn't in line and order of God's word, and it failed. And I think that this right here, is uh, just one of the consequences of being out of order of God's word. It's not on the basis of intention. it's not on the basis of merit, um, good merits um, or merit isn't given on the basis of good intentions rather. this is um, this is something that you are you are placing yourself in order of God because anything outside of that will fail. It may look pretty it may uh, it may work um, well on the outside but on the inside, God has nothing to do with it. That's why in, in uh, Matthew chapter, um, I believe it's uh, 24, um, uh, I believe it's 24, um, it could be a little bit earlier when it says, um, did not we cast out uh, demons in your name? And he says, turn, turn from me, you workers of iniquity, I, had, I never even knew you. Um, so I, I think making sure that we're in exactly the order that God wants us to be is paramount to actually fulfilling God's will. Uh, for our lives um now in 1961 brother benham he says many persons have been deceived in receiving the holy ghost as i said they've got doctrines today and elijah's garment all these things manifested sons of god and all these different isms and so forth uh, in the world today and people fall blindly on there and go through some kind of a sensation and raise back up with an arrogant spirit indifferent fussy high-tempered There are a lot of people with that, and I think we we can all fall prey to some of these attitudes. That is not the spirit of God. Still continue right on, out of order, don't know what church order is, don't know how to behave themselves in the house of God. No manners, No just the audacity at all, no feelings toward God. All they think about is my church. It shows they've received a church spirit and not the spirit of God, because it knocks all that out of you and it burns up. So uh, what what I draw from this is that um, in alignment with the scripture, let everything be done decently in order and how Paul joined in the order that they have, Brother Branham in, in similarity is coming behind and preaching that you can actually have a sensation as well and come into an order that a church has and basically have an assimilation, uh, assimilation into a church assembly and then think that... You know, because you're following that church order, then you are okay. And you never, you never receive Christ. Um, you never uh, receive salvation by um, just assimilating into a church order. You receive Christ by uh, only through the blood of Jesus Christ. So a lot of people can think, well, I'm right in church order, and this is the way it is. And you actually have, you're, you're totally legalist. So you're, you're totally legalist and you're thinking, well, I'm right in order with the, with the scripture, and that's not what—that's not necessarily what's going to fulfill God's word. It's just an assimilation into the right actions and not cutting your hair and not wearing pants. Um, there's a lot more to it than that. The Holy Ghost brings you into order so that the Holy Ghost can affect your life and actually cause the right attitude to bubble forth out of your out of the uh, the Holy Ghost that's inside of you. So the order creates a good attitude, it creates a good spirit. It, the, the ultimate effect of order is love. Love out of a perfect heart, uh, out of a pure heart. And I, I think that that's what the Holy Ghost is after is creating that love and creating that freedom in the spirit and not having that tight tension uh, that's there through legalism. Brother Random, he says, well, it's just the same today. People are looking to go to church and give them, uh, to give them salvation. You don't get salvation through a church you get salvation through Christ, not by knowing some church order or some creed or certain form of baptism or certain actions or emotions that you go through. You know you get saved by Christ and that by grace. By faith you are saved through a calling of the Holy Spirit. That's how you know him. And I think that that's exactly right. You get salvation through Christ, not by knowing some church order. You know, respecting a church order and respecting what, what people are doing is really good, but that doesn't give you Christ. And so we have to understand that having order is paramount to allowing the Holy Ghost to fulfill his his, uh, will in our lives. But at the same time, having that church order and maintaining that church order does not produce that, uh, produce the Holy Ghost in our lives. Um, Faith without works is dead. uh, But you also have to understand that it's by grace that you say through faith, it is not of works, lest any man should boast. So when you parallel those two scriptures, you see that the Holy Ghost is is by your faith bringing you into uh, an act of grace and when when grace is projected sovereign love uh, or um when uh, when grace is projected sovereign love takes its place so you have an act of love that is taking place as a result of god bringing his, his church into order uh I, I hope um i hope that's making sense i hope it's coming from my it's good. i hope it's um hitting hitting home for some of you 1957, in Sirs We Would See Jesus, Brother Random, he says this. He said, now, don't worry. God's great time wheels are moving just perfectly in order. It's not God out of order. It's you and I out of order is what it does. Uh, God's, God's um, system is perfectly working to his ultimate will. I think the thing that messes it up is people. And I think the reason that we have church problems is because of people. And I think we will continue to have church problems because of people. That's just the way it is. And I think the more that we allow the enemy to get a hold um, in our personal lives, the more we will have church problems. That's why I think that church order, I believe it starts at home. I take it even further back. I believe it starts in your heart. I really do uh notice here in first corinthians fifteen twenty three he says but every man in his own order and he's setting things in order so you know if christ came and then man uh, re- re- receives christ and then they go back and his coming so everything is in that specific order john 7 17 if any man will do his will he shall know the doctrine whether it be of god or not so basically what he's saying here is that god is individualizing this order he's saying it's not god is never out of order if something is out of order it's most likely going to be you and you can allow yourself to become out of uh, uh, order so don't, don't look at, at what God is doing look at where you are in uh, alignment with what God is doing and a lot of times we can look at things and think oh my goodness this is so out of order um, when in actuality it's exactly where it needs to be so I think again a surrender to what the Holy Ghost is doing in our lives is paramount in making sure that we can keep ourselves in order with the Holy Ghost so that everything that looks uh, out of order can actually fall into place as God wills it in our lives. Obedience you know, to God's word, and, and what, what I see here is um, in John seven seventeen. 17, um, if, if anybody is, will do the Lord's will, God will show them what that will is. So if you have that desire, that Lord, show me your will, let me walk in it, then God will show that to you. And I believe that it's paramount for the believer to come into uh, accordance with God's word and what God wants for their lives. Obedience is better than sacrifice. So it's not that you can sacrifice, well, you know, I'm I'm abiding by church order and I'm abiding by all these different things. That's great, but obedience to God's word is is what he wants you to do. Um, But it takes great sacrifice to be obedient to the word. So a lot of times we want to keep things in our lives that can be very displeasing to God. um, And it can be very hard for us to let those things go. And I believe it can be very, it it, it takes a lot of sacrifice, great sacrifice, to be obedient to his word. So when your life is in uh, accordance with the scriptures, then then order can take place. But if you're out of alignment with what God has already showed you to do and what God has already taught you, then you'll go no further with Christ. If, if, he, if, he, if you're not faithful in least, how can you be faithful in much? So I believe that you, you have to make sure that your personal life and what God is doing with you in a personal way is in order before God can show you greater things within within the assembly through the preacher, whatever it may be. Um, you, you have to make sure that that is that is there. Now, uh, I do believe that church order starts in the home. Um, Brother Brenham he says now uh, in questions and answers he says now in that in this year remember. That when you are justified by faith, I hope that explains it. See, now you are a Christian, right? Then, and when you accept Jesus as your personal savior, you are a Christian at that time. That's right. I believe if you would die right then, and you accept Jesus as your savior, I believe you'd be saved. And that's what dying—that's what the the dying thief did on the cross. And that's what others. That's what the Scripture says. He said, "He that hears my words and believeth on him that sent me, uh, he has everlasting life." See, I believe you are a Christian then. And now I can't judge you whether you are or not god knows whether you are or not see that's your heart and i wasn't sent or no man to judge we're only sent to preach now you're a christian when you accept jesus and the blood of jesus christ was applied to you and your sins uh and your habits and the filth of this world and all that you you wallowed in is gone from you smoking drinking gambling and all these unclean habits that you leave by sanctification and the holy spirit comes in and anoints you and puts you in service to do something for him The Holy Ghost, the purpose of the Holy Ghost was to bring you into accordance with God's word, was to bring you into accordance with uh, the fulfillment of God's word. So God interprets his word by bringing it to pass. So you are a part of the interpretation of God's word. You are the very fulfillment of God's word in a lot of ways. And so for the Holy Ghost, in order for him to do that, the Holy Ghost comes in, anoints you and puts you into service. Sanctification is cleaning the vessel and setting it aside for service. So the act of, again, putting us in order does not necessarily um, uh, automatically, uh, 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 you know, grant uh, uh, salvation. It is the act of putting ourselves in order and allowing the Holy Ghost to come in and then He does something through us. So it's not us, again, that is doing the works alone. It is the Holy Ghost that is putting us in order and allowing us to work together. That's how the body fitly joins together. So someone goes and prays for somebody else, and that person is healed. You have a person who sings, and someone is anointed um, uh, during that song, and it really blesses them, and it really moves them to where they need to be with Christ. You have someone preach something, and someone is moved by that. The, the body fitly joins together, but the Holy Ghost puts you in action, and so that's that's what order is for is for the um, uh, is is to put together is to put one another together into peace. Remember the purpose of uh, uh, order is to put us all into peace. Um, Now we find out through uh, though a good man blessed of God, but if God blesses you and stay in the category that God has called you in, if it's a housewife, remain a housewife. If it's it's in business, remain in that business, reflecting God and whatever God has called you to, let it be that because God wants you to be a real housewife to reflect your influence upon another person that would want to be a good real housewife. We are responsible to God for our lives and for our experience with Christ. I love that because you're not responsible. The church order uh, that we have, you know, at at HBT or CFT or or Happy Valley or whatever it may be, um, the the church order that we have is that doesn't make us a, a Christian in our personal life. We are personally responsible to Christ for that for our personal lives. So in order to keep us into order. So how do we stay in order then? I've got three things that were on my heart that I want to share with you. First, I think we need to set the right atmosphere in the home and personally around you. Now, I think um, uh, if you look way back at the Garden of Eden, you can see that God was brooding over the face of the earth and he was bringing forth every seed of its kind. He was creating an atmosphere that Adam and Eve could dwell in. And that construction of that atmosphere was a very um, uh, physical thing. It was a very intentional thing. And I think in your home, whether or not it's just you or it's anybody else, the construction of the atmosphere is a very intentional thing. You need to affect the atmosphere that you have in your home, whether it be putting on Christian music, whether it be playing a a sermon or something like that, and just uh, uh, directionally changing that atmosphere. If you don't do that, then uh, you don't know what will be constructing the atmosphere. So that is something that's extremely important important for us to do, is to note that God has a certain way for things to happen, and he wants us to be in that order. The atmosphere that we are in is extremely important. So for you to personally find the order that God wants you to be in, in order to positively affect your assembly or wherever you are, um, then you have to set that atmosphere at home. So I think the, the, the paramount thing to be, to coming in that order, um, is to set the right atmosphere in the home and personally around you. Um, and if you, if you're having, you know, if you're having an argument, you can, you can change that atmosphere. You can, you can affect that. Um, if you have uh, bitterness towards somebody else, um, which social media is one of the biggest ways that that can happen. So if you read social media and you look at all the different things that go on out there, um, even political things, and I'm not going to get started on that but um political posts can have a dramatic effect on your um on your on the atmosphere that's around you because i believe that there's uh, a spirit behind um uh, political endeavors there can be a real spirit behind it and oftentimes there can be almost a mob mentality, almost a mob spirit where people are like, yeah, yeah, this, you know, this person is doing that. Yeah. Trump, 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 or, you know, Biden, 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 or down with Biden, down with Biden. You can get caught up in that very quickly and it can happen as a result of a social media post or an uninformed, unintelligent uh, news source that you read on Facebook and then um, get caught up in that. That can dramatically affect your atmosphere. So even physical things like that and actually just common everyday things where you're scrolling through your, your, your social media feed can dramatically affect the rest of the atmosphere in the home and it can throw it out of, in a disorder. Pretty soon people are arguing back and forth and you have all different kinds of things. Then you have people taking sides. Um, that can cause a disorder. Maintaining, uh, maintaining that atmosphere is an intentional thing. I think the other thing that you need to do uh, to keep in order is feeding the inner man. If you uh, feed uh, Brother Brown, he said, there's a, a, a white dog and black dog. And if you feed, you can feed either one. And he, I, I believe that you can, you can. If you feed the inner man, you will reap the benefits of that in the short term as well as the long term. Um, feeding the inner man consists of getting into the Word, staying in the Word, um, listening to a sermon, uh, reading a sermon, reading your Bible, uh, putting aside time to to do that. Those things. Um, affect you staying in in an atmosphere and creating an atmosphere in your home but also staying in order um, so if, if you don't feed the inner man you will feel it I don't really need to tell anybody that um, you probably have experienced it if you feed um, the flesh then you will reap the consequences of that um, and I've said it many times you know you can, you can feed the flesh uh, and for just you know hours and hours and hours and hours a day and feel so empty you you can feel so um alone and isolated and you can read one scripture five seconds and it will totally change your day around and i I believe that satan wants he's he's um i believe that the reason that so much media is created and so much content is just to keep is just to keep you doing that just for long periods of time and you read one scripture five seconds, and it will totally change your day. It will totally change your direction. You're, you're heading towards the right, uh, right path spiritually, and, and in your mind, and just in your in, in the health uh, of your of your spirit. That is so important. Um, so feed the inner man. The other thing is to pray, pray alone, pray together, uh, but spend time with the Lord in prayer. These things together, um, and I don't really need to even elaborate on that. Uh, if if not, just to bring you into remembrance of the fact that praying is one of the most important uh, aspects of, of staying in, in order. So uh, keep yourself in, in line with with uh, God's order that he has. And to do that, you have to set the right atmosphere. You have to feed the inner man and you have to pray and pray often. The other thing that I think uh, keeping in order is one of the most important things is having a willing heart. In Mark chapter four, verse 21, it says, and he said unto them, is a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed? not to be set on a candlestick, for there is nothing hid, which shall not be manifested, neither is anything kept secret, but that should it come abroad. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And he said unto them, Take heed what ye hear, and what measure ye meet, and it shall be measured to you, and unto you that hear shall be more given. Uh, For he that hath, to him shall be given, and to him that hath not, from him shall be taken even that which he hath. Now look at this in the Amplified Version. And I don't want to hear anybody say anything about the Amplified Version. It just expounds the Greek definition. So it's basically adding in the dictionary uh, to uh, to what you're reading, which I think is great. Should we stick to the KJV? Yes. Amplified Version. Then he said unto them, pay attention to what you hear by your own standard of measurement. That is, to the extent that you study spiritual truth and apply godly wisdom, it will be measured to you. And you will be given even greater ability to respond, and more will be given to you besides. That is fantastic. I'm going to read it again. Then he said unto them, pay attention to what you hear. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. By your own standard of measurement, that is, to the extent that you study spiritual truth and apply godly wisdom. To study, to be hear, and to do not is of no value. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, but faith without works is dead. So you have the the implication of study and of applying yourself and receiving spiritual truth is for the application of it. So don't go to church and just sit there and listen to the preacher and then do nothing with it. That's foolishness. So he's saying that is to the extent that you study spiritual truth and apply godly wisdom, apply it to your life. We've heard a lot of things, a good things about finances. A lot of things are said about finances. A lot of things are said about personal behavior. A lot of things. are, Apply it. Apply it. Don't just sit with it. Don't just sit with it in your hands. The 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 uh, magnitude of the expense of the scripture, the, the scripture that you've been given, is an extremely expensive book. The amount of people that died so that you could hold a Bible in your hands is extraordinary. And then we sit with it in our hands and do nothing with it. There's no application of it. What, what's the point? Uh, so uh, you understand, the, the, the extent that you study spiritual truth and apply godly wisdom, it will be measured to you, and you will be given even greater ability to respond, and more will be given to you besides. For whoever has a teachable heart, and that's what I was wanting to, to note, whoever has a teachable heart, to him more understanding will be given and whoever does not have a yearning for truth, even what he has will be taken away from him. That's a very powerful uh, passage of scripture. Whoever has a teachable heart, to him more understanding will be given. So if you come, uh, and just to use the church uh, as, a, as a placeholder, if you get an attitude against somebody in the church, it could be a song leader, it could be the preacher, it could be anybody, it could be someone else in the church, and you sit there and you're unwilling to address the fact that, you know what, I am in the wrong. I am in the wrong. And then the preacher preaches directly on it. And You're saying, no, I'm not going to respond to that. Then you don't have a teachable heart. And to him, more uh, to whoever does not have a yearning for truth and a yearning to apply godly wisdom, uh, uh, even what he has will be taken away from him. And I think that's that's so true that measure that you want to be in order, God will allow you to to understand what you need uh, to apply, and he will help you apply it. And that's why I pray all the time, Lord, give me the understanding I need and the the knowledge that I need and the courage to apply it in my life. I, I don't wanna be someone who just listens and hears and doesn't actually grow, doesn't actually apply it. God wants you to be in order so that he can fulfill his word in your life. And every promise in the book happens to be yours. So for the fulfillment of the promise, then you have to be in a place where the Holy Ghost can actually fulfill those in your life. And that is a place of order. That is a place where love can dwell. That is a place where the, the Holy Spirit has the freedom to move. But if we're, if we're resisting that, that teaching, if we're resisting that uh, placement of order, then uh, you're gonna go no farther with God. It's an extremely important thing that we must understand. This is uh, um, uh meant so much to me 1955 man usually when he's born in the kingdom of God his face set right straight towards Calvary now he's just a little bit emotional he will go off on fanaticism if he's just a little bit uh, his uh, shrewd education he will get too starchy and then he gets over in on this side that's right but the true church of the living God goes right down the center of the highway preaching the same solid gospel calling from both sides. Amen. That's what we need today, a church that wouldn't be ashamed for anyone to come into. It's perfectly governed by the Holy Spirit, no fanaticism, no starchy, just a good, warm church filled with God's Spirit. This, to me, is extremely important, because uh, what Brother Branham is saying here is, um, uh, you know, that to be brought in order um, uh, uh, is to allow the Holy Ghost to allow you to apply the Scriptures and to walk in the Scriptures. But I think so many times what can be, what can cause us to get out of order is to have a little bit too much fanaticism or have too much starchiness. And the Lord is in the process of bringing us into the middle-of-the-road gospel, the same gospel, uh, the center of the highway. In other words, it's not too much leaning towards fanaticism, which isn't inherently wrong neither is it leaning too much toward a starchy nature which also isn't inherently wrong but he's right in the middle of the road gospel and he says that's a warm church not a lukewarm church that is a warm church that's filled with god's spirit so i think the process of god bringing us into balance is extremely important as believers and balance does not imply compromise if you have one foot in sodom and one foot on the word of god as far as i can tell that's serpent seed so we don't, we don't want to be caught up with serpent seed. So to compromise with the word of God, to compromise with sin um, is uh, 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 not a good thing. Um, so to, to to do that is is uh, leads to death. Actually, serpent seed having one foot on the sand and one foot on the rock. We want to have both feet firmly put on the rock. What Brother Random is saying here is that that firmly both feet on the rock um, is is to is to be in a place where the Holy Ghost can lead you forward. It's a good, warm church filled with His Spirit, but it's one that's not leaning too far this way or one that's not leaning far this way, but He's bringing you into balance. And I think the process of God bringing His church into order is one of God continually correcting and bringing it this way and bringing it this way. That was the purpose of the Holy Ghost, was to correct, was to to uh, be a tutor uh, to His church and to bring them into uh, the place where they need to be. The, the term... That will send you back the Holy Ghost. It's it, the Greek term was parakletos. In other words, it's one that comes beside you, one that comes alongside. And I believe that the Holy Ghost will come alongside you and guide you to where you need to be and bring you into order. And that's the middle of the road gospel. I love that. Um, and now, uh, one of the things that I, I also wanted to say um, uh, is that you know God is placing us in uh, order. So in 1959, he says, I wonder what the church. Uh, what the church ought to look like, how pretty it ought to be in order at the coming of the Lord. And then in 1965, modern events made clear by prophecy. He says, we've had Elijah's and coats and everything else and mantles and all kinds of nonsense and go off into organization, but there will come on this earth by God's promise, a genuine servant of God identified by God, his servant word being answered, the answer of this day that'll set the bride in order, a real little minority of the church and then take it up. So, the purpose of a five, fivefold ministry is to bring the, the church together in the unity of the Spirit, not necessarily together in uniformity of, of action, um, uh, 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 but a unity of the Spirit, which is um, to be baptized into the Spirit uh, in the Holy Ghost. But we see that obviously God is bringing things into perfect order as a bride. So there's an anointing over the the bride of Christ to bring them into order and to bring nations into order. So the president, um, uh, whether you agree with President Trump or not, um, he is a, a man that is in the hands of God, being used of God to do exactly what God wants him to do right now. If Biden wins, it'll be the same for him. And actually, the scripture says to pray for those that are in authority over you, that includes Biden, that includes Trump. So whoever wins, scripture commands us to pray for them, uh, that they would lead us righteously. And I, I think that's a very interesting thing um, for everyone to abide by. But he, he has Trump in his hands, he has Biden in his hands, he has Putin in his hands. He has all of these different things and that that world is coming into order. So again, I go back to say that which looks to be out of order is actually in order with the Holy Ghost. So we can look at it and we can say, Man, the world is crazy. The world is getting crazier. And it is, and to us, it totally is. But it's in it's it's exactly in the order that God intended it to be in. And so He's working everything to His order. The, then the parent the the thing that we need to do as Christians, as believers is is to fall into the order that the Holy Ghost has for our lives in the assemblies that we are in. If you're a a song leader, then you abide by the order of the church. If you are a Christian, then you abide by the order of the church itself. And that is the true church of the living God, Christ. And Christ operates on the basis of his own word, the scripture. So then to be in order starts with you being in line with where God wants you to be. It's exactly like marriage and divorce. And if you read marriage and divorce, one thing that I got out of it, um, uh, in addition to everything that you, that the, the the greater revelation of that sermon, um, is that if you have, uh, the, as, as the scripture says, the head of every man is Christ and the head of every woman is the man, and to me that does not mean that the man is a dictator over the woman and has to, um, you know, dictate what happens there. Uh, in other words, a man a man's place is underneath Christ. And I believe that a lot of times uh, women can be out of place in the home simply because the man is out of place. The man is supposed to be underneath Christ. The man is supposed to have to be in a in a in a position of a, of authority over himself, and uh, to bring himself into subjection to the Word of God and to Christ, and to have uh, and to to manage the atmosphere and to create the atmosphere in the home. And a lot of times when he doesn't do that, it's natural that the woman would be also be a little bit out of place in her position uh, because the man isn't, although the woman is also under a double uh, um, uh, covenant to, the, to her husband, to her head, and also to Christ at the same time. Um, but I think if a man can find his place under Christ and be where God wants him to be um, in all righteousness and godly behavior, then I think the, the woman in that position can naturally begin to find her place. Um, so I think that there's a lot to be said there about order and what order should be in the home. And I think if we want order in the church, then it comes down to where, where order is in our own personal lives. So much much less uh, or much farther than just our homes and our family life, but also in our personal lives. Are we spending time uh, with the Lord? Are we feeding the inner man? Are we setting an atmosphere around us? Um, are we praying adequately as we should? These things contribute to you being brought into order just as God is working everything around us into His perfect order, as collectively as the bride of Jesus Christ. Um, in, uh, in influence in 1963 by the Branham, he says, "And if the life of Christ has been transferred into you by the Holy Spirit, you bear the fruit and you live the life. See, if, so, if you if you're bearing pumpkins over here, then you should be bearing grapes. Then there's something wrong." So get that life out of you. Don't uh, you don't have to take that. Transfusions open this morning. There is a fountain filled with blood, drawn from Emmanuel's veins, where sinners plunge beneath the flood. I think that when we when we talk about order, in church order, we just naturally assume, oh, it's got to be the kids behaving a certain way, nobody's talking before the service. But in actuality, God in this very at the very beginning of creation, this. This act of creation, the act of creativity was moving the earth towards um, an order that Satan intentionally disrupted and caused disorder from. And we can look around us and we can say, man, everything is out of order, but God intends his people to be right in order, acting orderly and in step with, with the word of God so that the Holy Ghost can manifest the word through us as individuals. And so I think for us to be in order you bear the fruit you live the life it takes it, it, church order goes all the way back to the person and i think uh, to 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 really set the right atmosphere to really feed the inner man to 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 pray as we ought it, it enables you to come into a position of order where in your personal life where then you can then become uh, a greater effect on your personal assembly and I think that this is something that we really need to look at. Your, your, your home may be out of order. Your personal life may be out of order. Bring it back into order. Bring it back into spend time with, with the Lord in prayer. Feed that inner man and uh, uh, set the right atmosphere in your home and, and allow the Holy Ghost to bring that order and that, that, that peace there. The whole purpose of order, the whole intention of order, is to create and maintain peace. It's not, it's not meant to be restrictive, it's, it's, it creates freedom in, in the Holy Ghost and in the word. It, it maintains and it establishes peace. That's what order is for. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for giving this understanding of what it means when you say God is not the author of, of confusion or disorder, but of peace in all the churches. And I believe that that scripture goes much deeper than just talking about church order. It goes all the way back to our personal lives and being out of order and not where we ought to be and and doing things we ought not to to do. And Lord, I pray that you'd help each one of us to be brought back into alignment with where you want us to be. Help us to be right in the middle of the road gospel. That doesn't imply compromise with with wrong things. That implies a a perfect balance in where you want us to be. And in, in that... I believe that you can help us to be better members and associates of our assemblies that we go to. And Lord, I believe, and I thank you that you are not the author of confusion, but that you are of peace. And that as everything is done decently and in an order, you are bringing us into where we need to be, Lord. Granted that you'd help us to, to find that order in our personal lives, and if there's anybody listening that needs help in doing that, Lord, the word, provides a solution for every problem that we have may we find it there Lord I pray for the, the people that are listening I pray that you, those for uh, for those that are sick those that are dealing with loss of loved ones we love you so much and we thank you and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray amen let's begin to be with you uh, just think about what we said and um, uh, enjoy your evening and keep fighting a good fight God bless you have a good night